and welcome to the We're Not Prepared Podcast. Yeah, where we're always not prepared. They call me unprepared pasty. And they call me fashionably late Fat Mac. And they call these moonshine cherries. And they call these nuts. <laughs> well, what a fucking week in wrestling it has been. Holy shit. Can I mean, we just, can we just take a second to acknowledge that that was a pretty good open for us not being prepared and literally just. No, that was very it. solid. It sounds like something like, wow. some, you'd expect to listen to yeah, when you click on a podcast. We might actually it. retain listeners to this very second. <laughs> And they just hit stop. Motherfucker, stop. We wrote it. We didn't write it. We were just like, wow, we're talking. Shit, it's recording. Uh, oh, it's good to be back in the saddle. And, uh, fuck. I'm riding side saddle. There you go. Keep it gangsta. Straight up G. Is, is that gangsta? Side saddle? I think so. Anything sideways would be gangsta. The sideways hat. I guess sideways so. gun. I like sideways bitch, saddle. But yeah, now that you say it, <laughs> everything they do is sideways, so that makes sense. If you ride it backwards, you straight up crisscross, baby. Sideways stare? That's gangsta as fuck. Gotta give them the crazy eyes. Crazy eyes. Give them the crazy eyes. Woo. Woo. I thought my eyes were going crazy at Double or Nothing this weekend. It was crazy. What a show. That's what a pay-per-view should feel like, folks. So if you witnessed that and you thought something was a little off... No, it's everything was fine. That's just where your standards probably should be. And without any spoilers to folks who maybe didn't watch it, it was just amazing, Pasty, how I was winning everything from the very beginning. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to sweep this! And then you came from behind and won Underdog. Everything. I was like, no Underdog. way! How the fuck does that happen? That was, uh, was so awesome because I was flying high. I was like, there's no way he's winning. At first I thought like, oh, it'd be cool if I sweep it. And then I was like, well... Maybe I won't sweep it, but he can't come back from this. And you took it. So, spoiler there, Pasty won this 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 pick. But um, yeah. So hey, if you listened real closely last week to the show, you kind of don't even have to finish out this one. So bonus points to you, loyal fans. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, you want to stick around? I think we got a lot of good stuff to. Well, say that's why here. we're just knocking out double or nothing right away, and then we're mm. moving on to the other stuff, which is uh. all good. A lot in the next few weeks, I think we mentioned this last week, but in the next few weeks, there are a lot of big shows coming up in wrestling. So It's going to be prediction and results heavy, folks. Yeah, expect less news. We're only going to be putting out like the major news, and it's going to be a lot more predictions, uh, results, and, and banter about the shows. Because you know what? You can have, unless there's like gargantuan news, you can have an old a whole episode just bantering about upcoming and and just pass pay-per-views. Oh, yeah. Why not? Nobody said yeah. we can't. We make our own rules here. I think we've been there a couple of times before, too. Oh, yeah. This may be the most inundated we've ever been with pay-per-views that we feel we need to watch and partake in. Ooh, I like but that. But that's such a good thing. I like you throwing inundated in there, man. I wanted to use inundated as part of the part of the title for this week's episode, actually. So It's just our albatross to bear, buddy. Yeah, it is. It is. I got so many people at work using that phrase now. <laughs> my my boss was literally singing it. He, I said it. I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh no, it, it, we have to wear we're we're an ESD company, so we have to wear smocks and there's buttons on them. And my beard hair will get caught. Just one beard hair gets caught in the one button and it pulls. And he was sitting there and he's like, "God, I hate that." And I was like, "What?" 
my fucking beard gets caught in this one button. I was like, that happens to me too. He's like, isn't it a bitch? I was like, it's just our albatross to bear for having good facial hair. And I was like, damn, I rhymed it. And then like <laughs> for the whole day, he's like, I like that. And he's like, it's my albatross to bear. I got my facial hair, my albatross to bear. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> it was good shit. <laughs> that is good shit. To be fair, though, nobody I've said it to has ever heard it in their life. So I, I, we must not have been the only people that haven't heard that before, Pasty. Our Albatross to Bear Pasty is that we got sponsors. Oh, yes, we do have sponsors, and they're the Albatross that bears us. They Unlike bear us. all these other wrestling podcasts, we knock them all out at the beginning, and then you don't have to hit that skip button 12 times throughout <laughs> the rest of the show, folks. We're looking at you, Chris Jericho, because yeah. that was really fucking irritating this week. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every no, time he talked, feeling, every fucking time he so talked, he's like, oh, oh, we're cut a cut. I, no, I, but the I, I worst gotta... one, the worst one is, is, is Dean Ambrose was like, it just got to a point when I was working there that I was just so depressed. And then Jericho's like, you know what makes me depressed? When I go to the grocery store and I can't find a good steak. Like, holy shit, you just, you just undersold this man's plight he was dealing with. With a fucking Omaha steak commercial, you fucker. That one just made me roll laugh. You know what makes me depressed? Well, I can't find a good steak at the grocery Shut the fuck up, Jericho. That's nowhere near the same as being tortured in your job. Right. I, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he could have just said, I've been there too, John. I've been there too. <laughs> right. There's better segues to Omaha steaks. <laughs> like this segue to Quality's T-shirt, Cove, Wilmer, Minnesota. Brought to you by my good and fr- good friend, that dude Saint. He's got your back and your front covered with these beautiful t-shirts with your custom designs all over them. That's right, custom tees, sublimation, heat transfer, vinyl and decals, special gifts, sports team shirts, weddings, concert merch, and t-shirts for any occasion. Like the ones you may see in and around the Galactic Get Down. Yes. Qualities T-shirt company. They're good to us. We're good to them. I cannot recommend this company to you enough. And that's why I keep bringing them back every single week. And you might have your albatross to bear, but bitch, I got my monster wear. Small runner bulk orders on decals, stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, glassware, jerseys, and many other types and styles of fabrics, along with custom graphics and logo design services offered. Plus, hey... Your kids just started summer. You know what that means, right? In just a few months, it's going to be Halloween time again. Get your custom painted, handcrafted hockey masks styled in many terrible, horrible stylings. And he'll do them to order. You got an idea you want to see? He'll make it happen. And this man is an artiste. I can't. I can't stress that to you guys enough. You can't? I can't. And I can't stress how soon the 2019 Galactic Get Down is coming. Man, it's Holy stupid crap. close. Oh, stupid just close. over a month. It's 48 days. It, I'm, I'm glad that's not ours because I would not be prepared. Either one, I'm not prepared. I ain't even going <laughs> to lie. But, wow, folks, don't forget, this is a three-day outer space-themed music camping festival that you can attend if you just make... The short trip to Houston. But that's Houston, Minnesota, folks. 
So if you're in the Minnesota area, it's not as far as a drive. But if you're in the Tejas area, it's quite a ways away. Oh, yeah. But we will be there. So many great musical guests will be there at the Outback Ranch. We got folks like The Lowest Pair, the Bob Pat Band. We got Triple T, Tony Tree, Thompson, Luminos. We got Zach Deputy. Zach Deputy! That one guy. Of course, he's Smoking Joe. We love you, Smoking Joe. Shout out. Make sure to hit up the Smoking Joe show, folks. Check them out. They do live streaming. Just amazing. Hell, if you're in the metro area, check them out now on MTN. They also have the Gin Strings, Space Monster, Space Monkey Mafia. Spank Monkey Mafia. That's my new band. Spank (laughs) Monkey. We only play in showers with steak. Oh, of course. Uh, Hot Pink Hangover. And not only that, but of course, you're, of course, your host, Dead Larry. <laughs> I'm butchering this, but folks, of course, you do your not, host, Dead you Larry, will not get butchered at the Galactic Get Down, but you may get blazed. Don't forget, it is family friendly. You can bring the kids, enjoy all your time there with so much to do. Again, you get to see us there. We're gonna be there. We're gonna have a tent. We could put you. On this show that you're listening to right now, it's happened in the past. It'll and a little bit of developing news that I know is going to make Matt Cousin very happy, seeing as he won't have to drive three hours just to do so. It turns out there's going to be some disc golf at the Galactic Get Down this year. It's going to be a little putt course or or like horseshoes, like a tournament, two nets, you know, whatever. It's hey. still bring your discs, huck your discs. Let's you know what I say? Two nuts is good enough. It, it, it's better than one. Two nuts are better than one. And um, this week, we are starting something that we have talked about and wanted to start, and maybe we started a little bit and gave up. I honestly don't remember, Pasty. <laughs> yeah, it happened like one week, and we're like, yeah, this is going to be every week, and, and then then things went back to normal. But we're going to get dedicated to this, because it doesn't take much time. It doesn't take much time at all. What we're going to do is every week, we are going to give you a This Week in Pro Wrestling History, and we'll give you one or maybe a couple big events that happened this week. You know, if there's two or three large things, then we'll talk about them. Yeah. You know, if there was nothing this week, we're going to give you some piddly shit because we're going to find something. Yeah, no, there might there might be a vast ocean of content before us, but there's still an even more unsurmountable amount hidden in the past. Too right. Too right. One from, from the not-too-distant past, but I thought was a great way to restart this segment, is somebody that everyone, both fan and per- people in the industry adore and love is this one's about Owen Hart pasty and and I hate to say it it's not a happy Owen Hart story but pasty May 23rd of 1999 Owen Hart passed away at 34 years old after falling from the ceiling of the Kemper Arena in Kansas City Missouri during a stunt got wrong at the WWF over the edge pay-per-view I heard Vince tried to blame it on Y2K the Mayans got the calendar. He said it was Jericho, Y2J. <laughs> He'd probably say that now. <laughs> now that he's banned. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think just just for shits and giggles, we'll dedicate this show to, to Owen Hart. Um, enjoyed all of his work. Definitely a super talented individual. Um, Taken from the world the- at far too young. 
Yeah, oh, for sure. His career and, was and really for, just unfolding in front of him. And for so many wrestler deaths that are pointless, this is like towards the top of the list of pointless deaths, probably right under uh, Benoit. Yeah. But this was just nothing that even needed to happen. Do you think it was a goofy stunt where they were trying to make fun of WCW and they half assed it and he died and you know, we don't have to get into the whole conspiracy theory, which I know Pace you'd do a whole episode. Oh, I would. I would. I'm about to ask but, you do, um, do you think he brought this issue to Vince like Dean did to Vince? <laughs> like, uh, this is a stupid thing and I don't see anybody ever doing this, so why am uh, I doing this? Uh, according to Martha Hart, he was very against it. Yeah. So, and according said, to Martha Hart. But it's good shit. <laughs> it's good shit. <laughs> that's what, uh, that's Dean, that's not Dean, but that's, uh, Vince's answer to everything. It's good shit. It's good shit. It's still shit, Vince. I wonder how many times he hears that. I bet a lot. I, how many times does he hear it? I bet not much at all. How many times do people say it after they leave his office? Quite or to a bit. him. I bet they say it to him quite a bit, too. He just doesn't hear it. Well, maybe. I, I don't think they say it to him. It seems like it seems like when you talk to Vince, I'll hear he hears his womp 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 chocolate titties. <laughs> but you know, one thing we don't want to womp womp over, but something that that didn't have a well, I had some chocolate titties, not exposed chocolate titties, but there's quite a few chocolate titties on the show. Double or nothing, pasty. Yes, indeed. This is the first ever All Elite Wrestling show. Like, the very first. Yes. Their first match was the very first ever All Elite Wrestling match. And it was damn good. I was uh, very impressed by the Casino Battle Royale. It was a very strong showcase. I, I felt like you got to see each individual as what they're going to be once they launch their weekly TV show. I heard and it, it was, was a, a good great showcase. It was a great showcase. And, uh, I mean, Tommy Dreamer was there. I picked a mystery pick. <laughs> I got that one. Which, um, I, I want to say, so how, how did you like the, I, I mean, full disclosure here, folks, I didn't watch the pre-show. I do want to go back and watch it, but I haven't yet. Yeah, this is definitely, um, it's a pre-show worth watching for you and for any listeners who maybe held off on it. What did you think of the format of the 555? I'm guessing did one person come out then at the very end? Was that Hangman Page? Was he yeah, the one? Yeah, he was the one. It was four sets of five and then a yeah, one? Yeah. Okay. How how would you like that format? It was pretty good. I mean, um people like the music hit and they, they kind of trailed out. They sometimes they ran out I think once they ran out as a group of five and got in the ring right away, but they like kinda of trailed out and like um um Ty Dillinger got to do his own like little kind of thing in in the entrance of five, but they still came out relatively at the same time. It worked out pretty well for the format in the ring, too, because it kept the action moving along. You never had it just down to three guys with one guy standing there. And, you know, it felt good. And, and it, it was still you were still able to showcase everybody uniquely and individually. And, and it felt very solid. I like that. I like to hear that because Battle Royals. They can be really fun, but man, they're hard to keep interesting to the mm -hmm. end, from yep. beginning to end. Yeah, and this way it also felt more fast-paced, you know? Every three like minutes that. you're getting five people. That's way better. For sure. Than, yeah. For sure, I agree. How about the uh, Kip Sabian-Sammy Guevara match? Honestly, I'd never had seen any of these guys before. And Sammy Guevara came out in a big-ass panda head, and I'm like, you fool. Boy. Like, this is independent wrestling. I get it. Okay, whatever. But the panda head came off. They had their match. It was it was pretty fast paced, and it was a very solid match for what these two 
had had the time to showcase. They did come in with the shortest time on the card. At a perfect 10, 10 minutes. That's insane. But, uh, no, it was very solid. And I'm looking forward to seeing especially more Sammy G. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard from people who do know these guys that they seem to hold back a lot. But again, as you and I talked about before the show, I think you would expect that on the pre-show. I don't yeah. think. Actually, I think, and, and we even said this too, I think everybody, except for maybe one match, actually held back because you don't want to give the fans everything right. and the best your first fucking and show. To a lot of people, and to there. a lot of people, everybody, most people on this card are brand fucking new. You've never laid eyes on them. You to know? a good amount of people. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I think there's. I think it's a more smarter audience than your WWE crowd. I think so. But, but still, you have a bunch agree. of those eyes looking in this direction too. Yep, yep. I would agree that there's still probably a lot. And of, so for that, I think starting it off slower know. on everybody's level is it's a good thing because it gives you room to grow. It gives you. It makes sense. Right. <laughs> so then, Pacey, let uh, bring us into the main card. Yeah, we started off with the six man tag. That's SoCal Uncensored versus the Stronghearts. And this was a pretty good showcase. I uh I found myself actually really liking Al Linda Man and he's he's got a new fan in Pasty. That is what I have in my notes, Pasty. <laughs> I have uh I have Lindeman really impressed me. That's the very first note that I have <laughs> for my double or nothing notes. The very first thing is Lindeman really impressed me. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing more of this motherfucker. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah, this was a it was a solid match. I mean it's the first match, and it probably wasn't as good in the, as the Battle Royal, which I was still like, holy shit, over. Um, but it's a good opener. They they stayed. There yeah. was no like um. There was no downtime in the whole match. When right. You got six yeah. guys in there. It's easy to do that. To keep very solid flow. Going. Um. I also think I like Scorpio Sky a lot more in this match than I've liked him in matches I've seen him in previous. My but second I, note I not on seen Double or Nothing's is Scorpio Sky was match MVP. <laughs> he and he should be. You know, when you're in a group with Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, if they're doing their job right, you should be the best one. Yep, and he was. I think out of everybody, uh, out of all six, uh, Scorpio Sky did the best, but Lindemann, who I'm not familiar with, really impressed me. Yes. Yeah, I so wasn't those familiar two guys with, walked away. with any of the Stronghearts, and, and I was very impressed by all of them. I was also very surprised to see SoCal Uncensored walk away with the victory, because I thought for sure they were going to hand this one to the strong hearts as a show of good faith. Like you're working with us. That's awesome. Get over. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think OEW got over it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But, um, obviously fat Matt called it because I got a point and I'm just going to gloat as much as I can until I get kicked in the nards for straight. <laughs> yeah. You, you go right ahead. <laughs> so, um, I'll take this one. Next. We had the first women's showcase. And as much as they have promoted, that they want to make it fairly equal. I think they did a great job. Now, it started out, Pasty, as a three-way. Yep. It was Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray versus Dr. Britt Baker. But beforehand, the chief brandy officer, Brandy Rhodes, came out, and she said she, she believed, she didn't lie, she honestly thought it was going to be a great three-way match, and she honestly thought that one of those three women would make a great winner of the match, but she changed her mind, and then she took off her outer apparel, and she had her ring gear on. And she's like, I have added someone to make this match awesome. And you know what? 
for as much as I thought, oh shit, she's inserting herself. She has her ring gear. Uh-huh. As soon as she, I was she right said there awesome, you. I was like, oh shit, awesome Kong, awesome Kong, awesome Kong. And out came awesome Kong. And I marked out the hardest out of this whole fucking pay-per-view for awesome Kong. I marked out pretty you, fucking hard myself. I'm not overly familiar with her, but I am familiar with her work and, and, and then Glow as well. Yeah, you, you got to give it up to them that they have a legitimate um, TV star on yeah. their roster. Yeah. She is a legitimate TV star of a of a highly rated TV show. Glow. And it was Folks, super exciting that, to see it. Awesome Kong added in this, too. But I loved her from TNA. I loved her from Shimmer. I've loved her over in Japan in Stardom. Um, I loved her running WWE. I didn't at all. <laughs> Not one bit. But, no. hey, she made it as, what, the second ever woman in... Third ever woman in uh, the Royal Rumble. Yeah. First was China. Second was Beth Phoenix. Third was Awesome Kong. And then she got pregnant and, then f- and left. And then fourth, didn't they? Uh, who was just in there this last time now? Nia Jax. Nia Jax. So. Who um, was then used to attempt to bury Dean Ambrose on his way out. Exactly. <laughs> but no, adding Awesome Kong in the mix definitely balanced things out with Nyla Rose, which I was always skeptical of beforehand. Like, obviously, Britt Baker and Kylie Ray could team up and, and take out Nyla, but this, like, leveled the playing field even more, and it exactly. made me happy. It made me, you, you got to see the showcase of Britt Baker and Kylie Ray, whereas you wouldn't have seen exactly that, I think, otherwise. And let me, let me go back to the very beginning. <laughs> the first person to come out was Smiley Kylie Ray. And she was so excited, and she started crying on the ramp, and I was like, oh my gosh. I love this girl. I'm rooting for her. She's so like AEW's Bailey. I yeah, know. That, people hate her because she's just like Bailey. Too bad. I love her. And and that's just it's always gonna get me. It's always uh. gonna get me. Oh um, I wanna I do wanna jump back to Casino Battle Royale. There was twenty two entrants. The actual okay. last entrant is my new favorite independent wrestler, and I really hope he gets signed. Um Orange Cassidy. Are you familiar? No. Oh my god, look him is up. Is that black Tom Cassidy's <laughs> brother? No. But he's his his gimmick is he's a wrestler who just doesn't want to wrestle, and so like he half asks everything and like kind of like dodges around people's moves all coy like and wears his sunglasses for as long as possible, like doesn't so let him fall Miz. off his head. He no, no, no. Want to wrestle and he wears sunglasses. You have to watch his matches. Look <laughs> no, him up. I'm, I'm kidding. Orange Cassidy. I'm going to. I he was in the the battle royal for all of like two minutes and got eliminated. But I've watched like seven of his videos on YouTube since, and I I love him. He's he's so funny, and it's great. I'll have to check that out. I also have here in my notes I, I got here, I just became the biggest Nia Rose fan, and I think I have a crush. So I am now in love with Nia Rose. There you go. So not only is she an amazing wrestler... I love me my thick girls, man. She's sexy. I don't like. I don't like to. I don't like to objectify women wrestlers, but sometimes a woman's just sexy, and she's fucking sexy. She owns it. Uh, Doctor Britt Baker did end up taking taking it away. I think between you and I, out of the three that we had to choose from, it was going to be Doctor Britt Baker and Nyla Rose. Obviously, yeah. yeah. So and Britt Baker's obviously way. looking at her. She's the smartest one to lead up your women's division. They're definitely pushing her. I think yeah. they're pushing her. Um, I would love to see them push uh, Chelsea Green. Would be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm really yeah. looking forward to because WWE would never pull the trigger on it. But I'm I'm looking forward to when Kylie eventually snaps. Yeah, yeah, because I think she could do a really yeah. good, 
like overly happy psycho. Oh yeah, sometimes Almost when she lets her excited, happy expression down, she's got like this evil bitchy face, and I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> right. And I think that's why they push the overtly baby face thing. That way, it's much more of a holy shit when she does change. So Mac is up two to zero on Pasty. What yeah. do we have next? I'm floundering. Up next, we had a tag match with the best friends taking on Los Guerreros del Cielo. I'm pronouncing that very wrong. But that's Angelico. Hey, you got Angelico, right? Yes. And and Jack Evans. You were close there. <laughs> it's not Jack. I know that's Evans. a hard that's a hard name to pronounce. I, I get it. It's, <laughs> it's hard. It's all those all those vowels, all three. Just throw you off. No, um, honestly, everybody, um, did really good in this match. I really like uh, Angel Angelico and and Jack Evans, but. Chuck Taylor and Trent Brett also had a really good showcase. Yeah, I agree. I, I have in my notes that it was better than I expected and that they didn't wrestle like the spot their match was in, in mm. which I mean, they were in a bathroom break spot. Right. But that is not how they wrestled. We also got the first This Is Awesome chant. Yes. In this one. And I think, um, obviously... Uh, well, I don't know about obviously. Anyways, the best friends ended up winning. They beat Angelico and Jack Evans. But the big news came after the match, Pasty. Yeah. When the lights went out and the lights came back on and people were in the ring the that Super I wasn't. Smash Brothers! And I was like, who are these guys? But I was actually happy I didn't know who they were because it made it even better in my mind. Like... Who are these they guys? Were actually, they were actually chants of who are you, who are yep, you. Yep, it's like, that's yep. the Super Smash Brothers! <laughs> Come on! But they didn't call them Super Smash Brothers. They said... They didn't like, call them anything. Yeah. And they had uh, all these minions, and it very much reminded me of, like, the putties in the original, like, uh I thought the uh, exact Rangers. same thing! Yeah, yeah. I thought the... I literally... <laughs> I was literally going, doodly-doo, doodly-doo, because that's kind of the noise they used oh, to Oh, the worst make. part is, when you messaged me at 10 o'clock in the morning and said you were in two matches in, I was probably two matches in myself, and we could have watched it together. Should've, should've <laughs> I wish we could have. I hate not having somebody to mark out with, and this was such a mark It's not heavy, as fun, is it? it yeah, because you sit here and you scream with yourself, and it's just... I don't know. You need that person to belly bump with, and oh like you God. said, then the minions came up there and they made a throne for Player Dos. Yes, which was awesome. It's Player Uno, Player Dos. I don't know if they're going to be the Super Smash Brothers in AEW. I don't know if they're going to be Uno and Dos. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they're going to do. But anyways, they went on to just beat the shit out of all four guys, and um, I, I mean, they made themselves known. This was a great introduction. Yeah. I did catch a tattoo on one of the one of the minions' arms that I'm going to be looking forward or looking for going forward in AEW. I'm going to figure out. Tat? I'm going to. No, it was just a tattoo. Oh, on, I on mean, the putties. Yeah, yeah, on the putties. It's got to be one of the one of the guys who was in the battle royal, is what I figured. No, no, it's not. No, um, I would have to look this up. They actually have specific people as their minions. If you want, yeah, if you want to actually. Um keep talking yeah they all came from a, a um from a local wrestling organization Let me oh nice real quick yeah okay that's really cool to know because yeah i was I, I for sure i like as soon as i saw him i'm like all right look for distinguishing features because this is gonna be pertinent somewhere down the line 
And so I saw that tattoo and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be looking out for this for the future. Call who it was. Because if I could have, if I could have been the first person to say, holy shit, Bray Wyatt was a rosebud, I'd be pretty famous for a right. second. <laughs> Oh. But yeah, this was a really cool surprise. Like I said, I didn't know who they were, so I didn't know what to expect. But it was a regular dismembering. Did uh did the best friends um turn you on a little bit in this match at all? Uh well, like I said, better than I expected. I um I Obviously, I'm not a big Trent Beretta fan. Right, I've, right. I've said that before, and uh, you know, no thing. Chucky e. T, I love Chucky e. T. I love Chuck Taylor. I think Trent Britta is better with Chuck Taylor than alone. So you can never go wrong with that. Um, but yeah, yeah, they definitely won me over in this match. If they keep this up, I'll become a Trent Britta fan, baby. There you go. Um, while I'm looking this up, let's just uh, let's just move on, buddy. All right. Well, up next we had the Joshi six woman tag match. With Haikaru Shida, Riho Abe, Riho Mazunami, and they took on the team of Aja Kong, Yuka Sagazaki, and Emi Sakura. And this was just, it was a fun match. It was very cartoony. All over the place. High flying action. And it's always a treat to get to see Japanese women's wrestling because NJPW doesn't really carry that. So it's, it was a very Joshi style match. Yeah, yeah. Very Joshi style, which a lot of people in uh, in the United States are not used to. So it was kind of cool that they let them go out and have a. It, it was kind of Americanized, but it was still a very Joshi style match. And I, I loved that. I was super down with it. Yeah, oh, I, I think so. And, and this was, it was a showcase. This whole pay-per-view was a showcase of wrestling in all of its forms. And and I think everybody held their own very well across the board. But this match was a lot of fun to watch. And it was my first Aja Kong match, so I'm glad I got to witness it. Oh, my God. Your first of many, Loke. Your first of many. Um, <clears throat> I have it here now, pasty. Jericho had an interview after Double or Nothing where he was talking about the Joshi girls and he did not mention Aja Kong like he didn't recognize any of them and that probably hurt Jericho a little bit in the in the in the locker room you know what i mean well you know he's he is that guy right now and that could have been on purpose too <laughs> yeah 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 it could have been just cuz that's the heel been the, thing going. The, the way he's been playing right um pasty the uh, minions for the super smash bros yes. were wrestlers from snake pit pro wrestling Okay. And in fact, Snape Pitt was uh, very proud of him. And the same, not all of them, obviously, but um, the same guys who uh, did the multiple Jerichos were also um, a few of the guys that were under okay. the mask. Because it was Snake very, very, so, very obvious that that was not Jericho any of those times except for the last one. Right, right. <laughs> so it was um, So kind of cool that uh, similar to WWE, and this is a good similarity, they're using independent young guys mm. in their shows and giving them a little bit of taste of what it's like to work on a uh, uh, recorded, big budget, big arena show. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, yeah. And shout out to Snake Pit Pro Wrestling, which I have never heard of in my life, but I'm assuming they must be around the Vegas area. And um, good for them. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's always, that's always a good thing. Yeah. 
the biggest exposure they've ever had, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, I loved this match. Um, it it could have, I think it could have been better for the American audience. I was, I was a fan of it. In fact, my first note uh, when the match before it even started, I wrote, "I'm giddy for this match." Mm. Um, we seen Emi Sakura come out to a Freddie Mercury cosplay. That was super cool. That was awesome. We got the first "This is Wrestling" chant, which yes. good for them. And the one thing I do have of a note here, and it makes sense, I put very little teamwork, but all six are super impressing me. And from what little research I did on here, I don't think any of them have teamed with each other, at least often. So it's kind of like six singles person thrown yeah, into yeah. a And that's what it match. felt like. That's what it felt like. But they were all able to get their stuff in, I think, and show mm-hmm. what they could do. Uh, not every tag match needs to be a tag clinic, like working full tag team force, like... This was this was good for what it was. Uh, one thing I do want to talk about though is that false finish where the 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 bell ringer oh, thought that they counted God. to three. The ref was on point though, and WWE would have just ran with it, and that would have been the end of the match. Kudos to AEW for finishing out the match the way it was supposed to be, and kudos to that ref for catching it. Yep, they kept going it, and they were like, <laughs> "The bell ringer's wrong," and I I don't know what the you fuck you could he tell was the, that ref looked stressed the fuck out the rest of the match. Like, oh my god. The worst part is that wasn't the winning team because when that bell rang i was like shit i'm winning this one four in a row and then it ended up and and after that wasn't the ending i was like oh shit i won because obviously the timekeeper knows the finish and that's why he rang it yeah but then that wasn't the finish i just think it was really unfair a lot of the internet wwe fans shit all over the pay-per-view just for that thing alone but like wwe makes these mistakes all the time they just don't call themselves on their bullshit you know what i mean that they're yeah. just like that's well, the way I mean, it was the supposed last pay per view we had yeah the last pay per view we had two bad calls and neither one of those were planned yeah right yeah so yeah I I I thought it was I I don't get what was going on with the timekeeper my first thought was he knows the finish and he thought this was it it was Jr but then the finish was different <laughs> damn Jr just, he had a Bell's palsy attack and started ringing a bell by accident just that's that's what Bell's palsy is about didn't you know. Get it? Bells. Um, yeah, so this is the first one pasty one. The first of of a really downturn for Fat Mac. Yeah. Because the three main... <laughs> three main matches, I was off. But I and, was on. Uh, I actually put you down for Dustin Rhodes for some reason, but you're not. But to be fair... They super stroked their own cock on their first pay-per-view, which I also thought was a bad move. And we'll, yeah. we will get into that a yeah. little bit. But next up, we had uh, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. This was a brilliant showcase of storytelling in the ring. This... I don't know if I could give you an example of a match that, that does it as well as Cody and Dustin pulled it off. In this match. And these are two guys that you look at any other night and you say, fucking mid-carters, who gives a shit? Right. But there was so much passion and energy and hurt and hate and love and everything that you need to make that perfect story. And this isn't even a story they've built up over months. This is just, it's, it's their lives. 
and it came into fruition without the use of a TV show, and they pulled it off fucking about as perfect as you could as you could get. And I loved, I, so. I loved Cody's spot in the beginning with Triple H is thrown in the sledgehammer. Good, we're gonna talk about this because you and I, I knew we we're gonna differ on this. <laughs> I mean, it could have it could have fallen apart better. He could have hit the back of it instead well, of hitting that, the that ass of the chair. I'm, yeah, and obviously it didn't break the way. It was I know you're to more one for on both don't mention sides. the other team, don't don't acknowledge them. Yeah, but why? For what it's worth, I think it's fucking awesome. Why? It was a mark first out moment. Of all, first of all, Triple H, who who I will admit buries so many people and has held so many people down, is also responsible for a, a large amount of young independent wrestlers mm-hmm. not not wwe made guys like cody i think independent guys like omega like the bucks i think there's thoughts getting here. a fair shot i think there's thoughts and cody knows triple h is the next guy to be it he knows vince ain't gonna fight back but he knows he can get under hunter's skin okay so why that's why you do it this is this is the wrestling equivalent of a small dicked motherfucker buying a Ferrari and a and an assault rifle. If you are good enough, you really shouldn't do this because it only makes the competitor look good. This didn't make Cody look good. This didn't make AEW look good. This did not make the cons look good. It made WWE it made everything WWE has said about them so far yeah. correct. They are minor league and they're trying to beat WWE when they know they can't. I mean, it's it's literally just underlining everything WWE has said. Whether that ends up being true or not, that's what they're portraying. See, in my opinion, see, and I just mine. I have my worries and I have my thoughts. Okay, if if Triple H would not have said what he said at the Hall of Fame ceremony, this would have been a little bit more uncalled for. But the first shots were already fired. Get it? I get that. Yep. Which, but. If you don't respond to them, you're proving that they're scared of you, but you're not scared of them. Plus, Cody did take this. As soon as you this. respond, yeah, then then you're admitting. You know that's kind I guess of the way I, look I at guess, it. but even even um even Bischoff wanted to poke the bear. You know what I mean? It's it might be a little soon for that, and I get but that. But Bischoff never poked the bear when he was in the lead. No, and WWE never poked the bear until they were behind. It, it, it's a new world, though. I don't know. I, I see the arguments I, against it, but I marked out for it. I liked it. It felt good. Pacey. It felt like and, and, it felt like the epitome of what the definition of this whole thing is. Hey, Pasty. Full disclosure: I marked out for it. <laughs> I thought it was cool, and I dug it. My worry, though, but is Cody afterwards. and Dustin are going to get their dad removed from the WWE Hall of Fame. No, Vince for would be that who petty. Hasn't been removed. Yet. Vince would be that petty. I, I don't think so. In all honesty, I don't think so. Um, but um, but the match, the match itself was awesome. Um, maybe a little too much blood, but it didn't turn me off. No. I could see where it would turn other people off. The thing I didn't like was the, the distance of time from when he hit his head on the turnbuckle to when she speared him outside the ring and he rolled under to cut his head. First of all, I called yeah. it as soon as he rolled under. I'm like, he's cutting. Yeah. Because after he hit his head, I'm like, why is there no blood? Obviously, oh, yeah. as soon as Cody took the pad right off, there. I'm like, it's that's like, exactly what it. the paint's for. Half of his face is going to be bloody as shit. It's going to be great. But then he bladed, 
And then it still wasn't bleeding good enough after he bladed. Cody had to fucking sit there and rail on it to get him to fucking pour. And can we call out the fact, you got to admit this, Pasty, it was, there was no fucking reason for DDP to come out and no, move Brandy no, other than, other than hey, to show, hey, we got a legend. With us? Yeah, just like yeah, there was no, like, there was no fucking excuse for whoever unveiled the, the AEW title either. That didn't make any fucking sense, but hey, I'll, I'll yeah, go with it's it. like, come on. I'll go with it. I'm not, stupid. I'm not his fan. I'm not a fan of him whatsoever, really. I, I do want to say though, this match reminded me of two <laughs> separate matches for different reasons. It reminded me of the, Eddie JBL match for uh, obviously for the savageness and the bloodlust. Yes. Undertaker Flair is your second one, right? Um, no, oh. actually, my second one is um, Jay Briscoe versus Mark Briscoe for the ROH title, where it was two people who loved each other, two brothers who went out there and just demolished each other, and in the end, still loved each other. Yes, but they held nothing back from bell rung to bell rung. Nothing was held back in the ring. But before and afterwards, they were still just brothers. Yeah, and if you haven't watched the show yet, what the fuck are you doing here? Go watch it. But I do not mince my words when I say Dustin was pouring blood. At one point, it was literally faucet pouring all over the ring. I'm hoping they cut up that canvas and auction it out to people, because I would like to have a piece of that canvas. That would be awesome, but you would never be able to afford <laughs> no, an no. auction and neither would I. <laughs> um, I do want to say, though, now that I say that about the, the Mark and... and um, uh, um, I just said his fucking name. Mark Briscoe and uh, uh, Jay Briscoe. I thought it was super weird that immediately after the match, Cody's like, no, you're not retiring. You're going to be my tag team partner at the upcoming Fire was Fest. There was a list that the Young Bucks been... had a match, and I put my name down, <laughs> and I need my big brother. I still cried. I'm not lying to you. I still fucking wept like a baby. It was beautiful. I, I didn't, but I think, A, I think that that should have happened on um, Being the Elite yeah. or on the Nightmare Family, like a day afterwards, after they had had some time to cool off, and B, and I'm not saying this just because I picked Dustin Pasty, it would have made sense if Dustin Rhodes won, and he said, you're still my little brother, Cody, I still want to take care of you, you have a tag match at Fighter Fest, I'm going to be there to back you up, because right now, A... Dustin Rhodes shouldn't help his brother because he hasn't done anything good for him and he lost. And B, Cody is asking a loser to join him in a match, which, again, also doesn't make sense. Well, they're going to lose the match. I know, but you don't want to ask a Like, (laughs) kayfabe-wise, you wouldn't ask a loser, right? Right. But if Dustin had won... He would be like, you know, hey, you're my little brother, and I know, you know, you have this match and you need help. So he's the winner saying, I can help you beat them. My, my big question and, going into their next match though is, 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 um, and I'll let you finish. I'm sorry, but, um, that, that's about it. Go ahead. <laughs> my big question is, since this is on Cody's grounds, on Cody's terms, is Cody going to have paint on his face for that tag match? My biggest question is, is this event going to take place on an island and then none of the wrestlers show up and nobody <laughs> has any food or water? That's what it's sounding like. Yeah, Pac is um, booked for every match. That's that's your main we're giveaway. Running behind pasties, so let's. I know these are like the two main matches, but we're gonna uh, knock these out a little bit. Our next uh, go watch Cody and Dustin five times over. You won't regret yeah. it. Beautiful fucking match. Match of the night in my book. Quickly, yes. Uh, next uh, match: Triple A Tag Team yes. Championship match. Young Bucks defending their title against the Lucha Bros. 
Lucha Bros lost. I didn't think that was going to happen. No. I picked otherwise, but I didn't think it was going to happen either. Especially with it being the AAA Tag Team Champions and probably AEW itching to get some real AEW Tag Team Championships out there. Like, they're going to lose them eventually. Um, This was a really good match. I love that they they pulled everything that they had out and then some like the young bucks pulling out did i mean well before the match happened before the match happened and after the match happened the young bucks kept going off about how they hadn't fought a match in so long and they were so worried about ring rust so there's your resting on your laurels thing there once again this is their first show on this company so i understand anybody holding back just for the sake of longevity truly But I thought this match was really good paced, and for the fact that their their match got fucked it all in, this this was a great makeup match. Granted, it didn't have Rey Mysterio, but seeing what he's doing in WWE, I, I don't care. <laughs> right? Yeah, and Penta was in this instead. Yes, which I like Penta even better. Than oh yeah, Ray. yeah. That's honestly, even though even though this was you know only it was only Ray in that match against the Young Bucks and them, I I honestly thought that the Lucha Bros would win to to make up that difference like oh we lost before we won this time whatever i also thought like you said the triple a tag titles you can see you know some hispanics owning that because it's a hispanic title and and the bucks going on to be maybe the first AEW tag champs um i am gonna spit some facts right here though and a lot of people want to talk about hangman page and how he's he's great and he's gonna be a great champion but it's not his time AEW is yeah. going to put that belt on him before they put it on anybody else. Why? Well, because not, you're making your own guy and you're building up your own guy and and he's ready. I don't care what anybody says, I think he's ready. We're not there yet, but but before we go any farther and I don't want you to respond to this till later. Right. This pay-per-view has proven otherwise to what you just said, honestly. Uh but back to the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros. Um, I think they both held back and not in a bad way. Um, Ray Phoenix didn't pull out his most amazing high-flying moves. Of course, Penta El Cerro M did not get as hardcore as he could. And the Bucks, you know, they, they pulled out a lot of their stuff. and They, they pulled, pulled out, out like, fucking Steen and Generico. And, uh, and... Uh, but they but they, they got more in, in, in their bucket. And but I no, think I, I did like... I think this was a really good My point, though, was match. I like seeing the Young Bucks pulling out moves that their opponents had used on them in the past to try to take them out. Like, they had to deep, oh, I dig, dig that deep. They switched it up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I dig that. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think, and I think there, this was a perfect introductory match for anybody who maybe doesn't know the Lucha Bros. I don't know anybody watching AEW that doesn't know the Bucks. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's good that they used other people's moves. They didn't have and to. And honestly, if you themselves. know the Bucks, you should know the Bros. Uh, maybe not though. They, they haven't been in a lot of the same companies at the same time. Though. No, but they are now. Or at all. And then we had the main event, which is. Chris Jericho, Jericho versus Kenny Omega, which is Chris apparently Jericho. MMA Jericho. He, uh, yeah, and and he showed off all of his past gimmicks, which was kind of a. Neat. I liked this. Entrance, it was it was pretty cool. Where was the evolution of Jericho? I especially you know? marked when they showed the list because I figured that was copyright by WWE. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa holy shit! <laughs> but uh, yeah, right. it was really cool. I mean, you could tell that, like I said earlier, that the the people playing the Jerichos were not the Jericho and. Obs. Uh, yeah. Which I thought was kind of cheap because, honestly, you could use the same jacket for two of them. Just one wasn't lit and one was lit. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And this match, I, I'm going to go out here and say this, but again, first pay-per-view match was not as good as their New Japan match. No. But actually, it, it was, it was completely different than their New Japan match. The oh, pacing uh, was different. The moves somewhat. were different. They, they did spend a lot of time on the outside, just like the uh, just like the New Japan match. The majority yeah. of it was on the outside. But yeah, yeah, yeah it was a different match. They told a different story and played a different match to a different crowd. Correct. Yes. Um, not as good to me. I'm not that's sure how first, I feel about the preference. Judas effect. Chris Jericho's new finisher, which is just oh a back spinning elbow. He just took fucking. He just took John Cena's fucking move. Is all he did, and it's <laughs> no. John Cena is just a, his is just a straight punch. This is a back fist. No, his is the back fist, and Jericho's is the back <laughs> no, elbow. John Cena's. You cross your arms in front of your body. You take a breath, and, and he then you straight fist. punch him. No, he hits him with the back fist. Maybe I thought it was just a. He straight swings punch. it. He swings it out. I, well. <laughs> Neither one of us watch a lot of WWE, so maybe. I thought it would, he swung it I out. Think, I think, I think way, both of us me, might watch a lot less WWE going forward. Yeah, tell me that isn't the fucking John Cena move. No, it was, it was pretty lame. It's his version of John uh, Cena's move. It's stupid, it's ridiculous, and it's not a finishing move. It's a move that every wrestler pulls out multiple times right. in a match. Granted, and the fact that he granted, it really pissed me off. In a world where leg drops and elbow drops can be deemed as finishers, this is perfectly viable because you do get a lot more momentum with today, the backspin. Not today's move. No, I get it. Who wins with a leg drop or an elbow drop in today's world? But you got to look Nobody. at it as look at your roster. Chris Jericho is your legend. A legend has a move like that. The one thing I will give him is that I want to see it's the Judas effect. So I want to have see it. Everybody he lands it on, I want to see it have long-term psychological effects on them. Like Kenny Omega is going to be fucked for his next three matches because he can't get it out of his head. The, the only thing I can <laughs> say about it is it's a move that as you age, you can still pull off <laughs> right. just the same. <laughs> Anybody can turn an elbow. I, I just did it. I, that's how I stretch in the morning fair, when I wake up. Breaker, yeah, the code breaker was kind of his attempt at that to begin right. with. And it's not that hard. I mean, as long as you're able to wrestle in the ring, it's not that hard to just flat back yourself. Yeah. And that's all That's all the code breaker is. Yeah. You flat back. I'm going to jump up and rest all my weight on your head and shoulders, and you're going to kind of gently lower me to the ground. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, I I, I am su- <laughs> personally super not a fan of the Judas effect. <laughs> um, going forward, we'll see. You know, you got something like, I to me, what he's trying to do is like the V trigger or the rainmaker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's but exactly those what it is. seem to have more. Obviously, the the rainmaker he pulls you into it and he hits you at. And I'll just admit, at least this time, it just didn't seem as impactful as a rainmaker or yeah, as a V trigger yeah. or a rain trigger. But it could be modified and it could come out a time, lot better. Yeah, if you did have that ripcord effect on your opponent with your own spin, it could make it seem a lot more feasible. Yeah, call it the Rip Judas. <laughs> or the Judas Ripper. <laughs> the Judas Ripper. Um, obviously, this match was the longest out of the bunch, coming in at just under 30 minutes, at 27 minutes exactly. Um, all Big the props matches, to Tony though, Khan on his timing on this card, by the way. Did a good job on his first time. Yeah, way better than uh, All In. And to be fair, the the the... Excuse me, I'm getting ahead of my own voice here. <laughs> the um the least amount of time in any match was ten minutes. Now compare that to any of your WWE pay-per-views, right. and you're letting your stars shine. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, this was ten with the pre with the pre show. This 12, was a five hour 13, card, and it 16. was this this card was better than WrestleMania was. And both of us thought WrestleMania wasn't bad. WrestleMania went two days. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was Firefest. I mean, <laughs> it, it technically ended the next day. Technically. In fact, people couldn't get home because the transits fucking quit running. So people were stuck <laughs> having to walk or pay for fucking Ubers or expensive taxes. Right. It was ridiculous. Pasty, overall grade for this, uh, the very first ever All Elite Wrestling pay-per-view called Double or Nothing. You know, the best part was I was going to call it an A-plus, but I wasn't going to be a mark-out bitch, and then you called it an A-plus. So, yeah, it's an A-fucking-plus, folks. I can honestly say any company first major show especially first pay-per-view i've never seen be this slick this well done this entertaining for that alone you have to give them an a plus going I forward mean, i think it's only fair we we compare all wwe pay-per-views to this when we're giving our grade ranking i don't think that's fair <laughs> i don't think wwe should have their own grade scale and that's kind of what it seems like they're a different company they're a different company <laughs> so we have to grade them slightly differently but we can always at least compare and contrast, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, best match of the night, I think we both agree on this also. The 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 Cody-Dustin match, yeah. Wow. So a pay-per-view, uh, this hasn't happened in a long time, that you and I both agree on the rating, both agree on the best match. And we both agree and on to Cody. to be honest, <laughs> go ahead. I said it, that's it. We... Well, yeah, but we, <laughs> we, we picked completely... Every match we picked somebody different, and and it came to three four out of huh? seven. Like that is as even as it can fucking get. Hey, that's that what we were talking about last week. There's no way of knowing how they're gonna book it because they've never booked a show before. This is as perfect of a fucking pay per view as you can get, and I think just the three four shows you. Uh -huh. that. Oh, and the roller right? coaster ride, the ebb and flow of the entire show was just perfect. I wouldn't have moved any matches. I, I don't think I would have either, to be honest. I, I honestly don't think I would have either. Other than maybe because one or two, you didn't I, I watch the pre-show, I would put the battle royal on the main card. <laughs> yeah, but it's hard to have a battle royal on the main I card. I get that. You know? I get that. But it was that good. So let's move into, uh, we got MLW Fury Road coming yes. up. And um, you and I can both kind of knock over this, I think. I actually uh, just uh, started quickly. tuning back into MLW last week as I was anticipating Double or Nothing. I'm like, I need some good wrestling in my life right now. Right. So right. I started. And this is going to be a good show. Fuck yeah. Super good show. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this. So let's uh, rip right into these bastards. Kicking off the show, we got Koto Brazil versus Daga. Okay, so first of all, I haven't had a lot of people to ask us about Pasty because I don't know a ton of people who watch wrestling, let alone MLW. <laughs> Am I the only person who thinks Daga's tongue looks like a gummy and I want to eat it? <laughs> you did bring that up on our show with Petrov. Uh, did, I, did I bring you that did, up? You did. <laughs> I don't even he, remember he, that. He, he, he's been on MLW real hard lately, too. Yeah. I, I just, it looks like a gummy and I want to eat it. I honestly still have like no knowledge gummy. of who Daga is, but I will learn at Fury oh, no. Road. Well, you know what? You're, you're going you're gonna to want to eat his tongue, buddy. <laughs> How many times can you say that in a pro wrestling match? Like, that motherfucker, I want to eat his tongue. Uh, some of the women, maybe. Some of the men. I don't know. Uh, quite a few times. 
Quite a few. <laughs> At least three. <laughs> one. I mean, how big is one being Batista's Boogeyman, dog? two being Undertaker, and then I mean Finn Balor because he's Finn Balor. I need anything. <gasps> I just I, I fuck his tongue, man. His abs. <laughs> I just want to lick soy sauce off his ass. I would bite his tongue off and lick his abs with it. <laughs> I would stick my dick in his butt and lick his abs at the same time if I knew how to do that. That would take a lot of flexibility. You, you've been uh, you've been doing that DDP yoga then. I haven't, but it might have to start. Um, so um, just because I love Daga and I want to eat his tongue, I'm picking Daga for the win here. And just because I don't know Daga... I'm going Koto Fosho because he's been my boy since I started oh, no. watching. He hasn't let me down yet. He's good. He's good. He is good. I like him. Uh, next up, we have Myron Reed versus Ray Horace. Yeah. I know I've seen Ray Horace. I'm not sure I've seen Myron Reed, but I like the name Myron, and so I picked the name Myron. Yeah, I'm not big on either of these guys. Like you said, I, I can't even picture my read to be honest, and I've been um I've been lax on all of my wrestling lately, but also MLW. Um Ray Horace. I've seen a handful of times. I'm going with Ray. Alright. And then up this next one's gonna be good, Pasty. Yes. Up next it's the National Championship Finals. With ha- Alex Hammerstone versus Brian Pillman Jr. And again, we've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. I love their secondary title being a national championship. Yes. That's cool. Especially since we've been calling the these, these shows their national divisions. So a national right. title makes so much sense. Well, yeah, and we've had international. We've had U.S. We've had TV. We, you know, there's so many <laughs> secondary titles I don't, obviously I'm sure some of the territories probably had a national championship, but I don't think there's ever been a major uh, secondary title. I've actually been taking that to the, to the, to the boards lately too. When people reference the indies and then talk about ring of honor and new Japan and shit. I'm like, ah, we have a new ranking system and this is how I think it should, should go. People seem to be buying onto it. A lot of I don't. I was going to say a lot of people are sleeping on MLW. Yeah, I know. I know. Somebody had posted something about the AEW. AEW was their first show they've watched outside of WWE, and where they where, should they go to TNA or Ring of Honor? I said go to MLW. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I, I, and I'd even put I put I put AEW. I'm still I'm still waiting to see, so I can't. I mean, the one show we've had, I recommend it. But and Cody I, I already said know. their TV show isn't going to be like Double or Nothing was. Their pay-per-views right. will be and, a and step above. And I recommend above. you watch any upstart. Their pay-per-views will be a step above, but. I recommend you watch an upstart, so I do recommend them. But but obviously, in my opinion, it goes um, MLW, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, Ring of Honor. And it's sad for me to say because I'm a huge Ring of Honor fan, but they've kind of slipped down the circuit. It's it's like uh, God, who the fuck said? It? I don't. I watch so much Starcast shit, but it's like like whoever said it. The Ring of Honor seems to have um, gotten into accepting their position, and they're like not trying to grow any more than what they're at. I think that's it. I think that's it, and that's not a bad no, thing. No, if they are profitable and they can stay where they are and remain profitable and remain entertaining. Yes, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's where that's where ECW was. And how much love does ECW have? You know what I mean? Yeah, truly. Uh, that's not a bad thing. But MLW, it, I think this is it's the most important 
to keep your eyes on for sure just because there's so much happening and everything there's seems to matter numbers. and everything is very solidly put together what's the old term they have their finger on the pulse yes right yes. everybody who goes through goes through mlw is gonna go on to be an a wwe or a yeah, yeah. one of those yep. two you know what i mean 100%. or 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 they were in one of the big ones and they're showing off what they can really do mm-hmm. now, you know, and they're, and they're ending their career here. So, um, with this pasty, I'm going with the loose cannon's son, Brian Pillman Jr. Oh yeah, buddy. BPJ all day. I'm right there with you. Oh, bean it putter jelly. Yes. I want some bean it putter jelly. Bean it butter baby. jelly is my favorite thing to eat in the shower. <laughs> I do like uh, the name Alex Hammerstone though. <laughs> uh, you know what? I want to say Hammerstein, and so it bothers me. <laughs> I just want to say Hammerstein. I don't know why. And then you get we rape allegations next. on the mind. Wasn't it a Hammerstein? Wasn't he one of the ones who... Thinking of uh, Harvey Weinstein. There you go. Hammerstein. Jews, the they're all the same, am I right? <laughs> you fucking... All right, no, <laughs> Hammerstein's the ballroom that like <laughs> WWE and Impact Wrestling would run in Ring of Honor and shit. God, you fucking once again, Jews. No. <laughs> <sighs> uh, uh. Okay. Um. Next, we have uh, what's going to be an awesome match, and um, it sucks that it's going to be a week after Cody Gold Dust. But if anybody can bring it up there, yeah. It's my good friend, Sam. Yeah. Falls count anywhere. Sammy Callahan versus Mance Warner. What do you got? <laughs> um, Going with Sammy Callahan on this one. Even though I know he's a little down in the dumps that his friend didn't come back for him. Yet. 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 And I kind of wonder if we'll see him at the end of this. I, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I think we're going to see him everywhere. I mean, it's he's, a false count anywhere. He's going to go so. everywhere. <laughs> he's missed wrestling so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sammy Callahan is is definitely my pick. I don't know who the fuck Mance Warner is. <laughs> oh, he's hardcore, but um, man, with the year, the the last year and in the beginning of this year that Sammy's had, I I, I find it hard to, to ever bet against him. Right, yeah. He's been on more, he's been in more organizations than any other wrestler. Like, honestly, that's where he's been. You talk about MLW, you talk about Impact Wrestling, you talk about Ring of Honor. Any place that you can think of that you can wrestle, CZW, anywhere, he's there. Um, ECWA, Eastern Championship Wrestling Association. Anywhere you can think of that's a major indie Sammy's running shit. Uh, oh, um, um, Lucha Underground. Sammy, Sammy was oh, there. Yeah, he's, like, holy he's, shit. He's the hardest working heel in the industry. There's no doubt to that. But after, Truly. after AEW, I mean, lately in general, but after AEW, it's been kind of cemented. I think, uh, one of the participants in the next match may have overtaken Sammy Callahan as favorite heel in my mind. Well, you know, there is a major jack-off fucker in the next match. <laughs> and that is Davey Boy Smith Jr. Right, that bastard. No, I'm kidding. I love I love DBSJ. 
Um, Davy Boy Smith Jr. versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman, yes. who is he might not be the hardest working heel in the industry, but he may be the most heelish he heel is, in the industry. For somebody who's never had like a major television, he's never been on WWE. He has got this television character down to a fucking science, and he's only he's what fucking in his early twenties still. Yeah, and he yeah he has created a character that I cannot. Did you see like, his interview no with Chris Van Vliet? Yes, where he yes. ordered room service yes. and it showed up partway. Oh my god! And he plays the heel like he lives the role. He lives the role. He is he is a heel that I cannot sit and say I. I cannot compare him to any other wrestler. I also, he is his own thing. I also since I, I like I, I literally AEW got over and I went to YouTube. I'm like, okay, time to digest the rest of everything that happened this weekend. And I've been sitting there watching it. And I watch these documentaries, like old school, like indie documentaries. And this guy Matt something made this documentary about making was it Matt MJF. Cody? No, yeah, maybe, maybe it was. Okay. But like maybe maybe not. MJF, he does this interview with MJF, and MJF makes up talks about his life and everything. And then halfway through the interview, the interview's over, and it switches, and it's like, well, something didn't seem right. And so he starts digging into MJF's past, and he finds out that MJF, the entire interview, lied to him about every facet of his life because he had so much to hide, and you never really find out the truth about who he is at the end. <laughs> and I think that's so perfect for his fucking character. Like, oh, oh yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, he also did a the, the same guy who did the MJF documentary. He did one for Joey Janela that was really good too. Talked about uh, Joey Janela versus uh, CZW original owner. Oh, Danzig. yeah, Danzig, where they went off the rooftop of that building through the truck and the fucking oh spikes and the fucking tables. That's what made Joey Janela. That's where he Danzig got, like, saved his, his, his fucking uh, life. Break and everything. There was there oh was a fucking God. steel bar running through the middle of that shit, and if Danzig wouldn't have went down feet down, Janela would be dead right now. <laughs> Anybody who hasn't seen this clip, you don't have to watch the whole match. If you haven't seen this clip, look up Danzig, Joey Janela, pickup truck. Just mm. look up that. It's gonna even if you just do Danzig, Joey Janela, it's gonna come up. This is literally the second sickest spot I've ever seen in pro wrestling. The first being uh, Mick Foley through the top of the Hell in a Cell with the chair falling on his face. The second is Danzig, Joey Janela, Honestly, off the top of the building through the pickup truck. And the third is Mick Foley, Hell in a Cell, <laughs> going through the announcer's desk. Those are my top three sickest fucking moments in wrestling that I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I will agree with you there. Honestly, I will say probably um, uh, uh, Foley going through the, the, the Hell in a Cell to the ring is probably just a nostalgia factor. Because I think what Danzig and Janela did was way more insane. Maybe, but I think, I think going through something, I think with Mick Foley going through the cage so that it alters how he lands, because, you know, he didn't just drop straight. He landed on something and then fell. Yeah. So he couldn't, he couldn't determine how he landed, which obviously them coming off the roof, they knew how they were landing. Him hitting an unforgiving, um, Matt, I honestly think has less give than the shocks of a pickup truck bed. I think. Yeah, yeah, probably. Never been on a bed. Yeah. And then the chair falling on top of him afterwards just is like the fucking... Um, that, that's the ice cream on the fucking cake, buddy. Man, it's some good-ass ice cream. 
Uh, but it, nonetheless, any of those three are worth watching. Uh-huh. Go back and watch all three of them, motherfuckers. I don't give a shit. You know, go. Yeah, and I'm t- I'm totally out. sorry about side railing everything, but the, these Joey Janela and MJF like stood out to me so much from AEW, and they were just pre-show guys. <laughs> like, holy shit. They're two of the biggest guys. And they're going to be so honestly. good. They're going to be so good. Look out for these guys. These if you, if you're guys. not familiar with them, I mean, you should be. But if you're not, yeah. get used to them because you're going to see them. I would I would not doubt MJF for WWE sometime in the future unless he decides to be with AEW forever. Right. I think the money is where he'll fall. Yeah. Oh, f- fuck yeah. <laughs> if he is the heel, and- he lives. <laughs> he'll be gone in two weeks. And to be fair, I knew MJF before AEW, but not a lot. But Joey Janela, um, from way back, CZW, he does his uh, spring break uh, um, that he, show that he puts on and, and everything. He's been a big. He's been one of the, my sleeper guys for a long time, and I'm a huge fan of his. Yeah. So I've been following. Uh, I've been trying to keep up with MJF since uh, first wrestling brought him to Minnesota just before he signed with AEW, and yeah. then he signed with AEW, and I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm watching, and. So we got to knock through Pasty. Our, our sidetrack took us off oh, a little yeah. bit, and that's fine. Okay. That's cool. We got um, Austin Aries versus Adam Brooks. You and I both know who's going. Yeah, if it ain't Phil, Brooks ain't winning. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's Austin Aries, A-double, or the ass, whatever Pasty wants to call him. Um, next up, we got the world middleweight title. Teddy Hart is defending it against Jimmy Havoc. Who you seen in all elite or in yeah all elite wrestling's battle? Royal. And he was another standout. He uh, staple gunned a lit cigarette to Joey Janela's forehead. Hey, that's awesome. I liked it in in the battle royal. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm going. My back favorite part though is like shortly there later where Joey Janela was power bombed outside of the ring through a table and he landed on his head, neck, and shoulders, and it looked like he died. Oh, I do have to bring up Pasty. Again, we're falling behind, but whatever. We're I'm sorry. Play. I was totally prepared to make um, this whole episode be nothing about gloating over uh, Double or Nothing. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. <laughs> Anyways, um, so they brought out tables that were obviously not no, WWE no, tables. And you're like, oh, shit, do they got New Japan tables? And then people went through the tables, and they broke in two straight fucking lines. And you're like... Yeah, they just got gimmick tables that look different than WWE's. They're the exact same fucking gimmick right. tables. Right. Um, so, cool. We got that. Um, moving on. Oh, I, I, I'm picking Teddy Hart keeping his uh, middleweight title. I'm going with Jimmy Havoc. Just to give AEW that rub. And I think Jimmy needs, uh, Jimmy wants Mox. He's wanted Moxley since Dean left WWE. So I think, I think he needs to be building himself up wherever he's at. I, I think this is a match that has rules, and Jimmy Havoc we know is way better with a no-rules match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think Teddy Hart has the uh, advantage here. He's a much better wrestler than Jimmy Havoc. You're going, you're going the Hart dynasty across the board on this pay-per-view, and I'm just trying to kind of fight I back truly, against yeah. that a little bit. I like the Hart dynasty, <laughs> but I also I, I feel like I'm going to like to see them lose more than I'm going to like to see them win. I got Brian Pillman. I got David Boy Smith. Yep. I got Teddy Hart. Yeah, BPJ and is the only one with any credibility in my in book. Heart. It's all that mullet. <laughs> People who aren't in the Hart Dynasty, we have for allegedly the main event a tornado tag match. Filthy Tom Lawler and the Von Eriks, the new Von Eriks, versus Contra. It should be the old Von Eriks. That would be funner. Well, you know what? They're all dead. <laughs> well, then Tom Lawler's so on his one. own, isn't he? That's good versus Contra, I think. 
I'm Contra Club 444 Life. MLW Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> um, you're Contra Club 444 Life. I am with the Von Filthies, as I've dubbed them. There you go. So... That's that's our MLW Fury Road prediction. Honestly, it could go any way across the board. I don't watch MLW as much as I should, but every time I do, I enjoy it, and it reminds me why I should continue watching it. Um, I'm just looking forward to seeing this come to fruition. It's going to be good. And I'm, I'm really itching to see how many of the AEW guys go over in this pay-per-view, because that's it's kind, of a, it's kind of a thing. It'll be interesting. You're gonna want. You're gonna assume a lot of these promotions are gonna want to keep them happy to keep them around, right? Because it's just an option now. They don't have to be there. Um, we'll see. That's yet to be determined. MJF, though, God, I, he's gonna be my favorite. I know it already. Ah, yes. And now it's time for yet another predictions in this inundated. I don't know. I don't know what word goes with inundated well. We're not at a title yet, folks. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? For This is another first time ever. We've had the first ever AEW pay-per-view, and now we have the first ever NXT TakeOver that does not coincide with a WWE pay-per-view. Yes, indeed. A standalone, and it's got its own number. That's right, folks. It's NXT TakeOver 25 XXV. I didn't believe it, Pasty. When I seen it was coming up a few weeks ago, I was like, there has not been 25 takeovers. There's been 25. This is the 25th takeover. See, I guess it makes sense. You, you figure there's at I, least three, four a year. Four a year at least, maybe five. There's about four a year, yeah, but it just doesn't seem like that. I still think of NXT as the newbie brand, yeah. but. Yeah, no, they've been around. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say there's been three generations of takeover. Well, I remember when Bo Dallas was champion, and I thought he was going to be a big thing in WWE. He was the first of many who were going to be a big thing in WWE and failed miserably due to Vince McMahon. Yep. It's good shit. Sad but true. So starting off this one, we got Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong, which is actually a Matt Riddle match I'm looking forward to seeing. Finally! It's about time. I think this could be good. It's about time. I could see the uh, stretcher versus the backbreaker. I think this I think is. It could be. I think a good complementary style. Riddle Dream could have worked well together if they would have held it off longer. Build up Riddle a little bit more. I think this is going to be Riddle's first great match in Takeover. Both of them just weren't into that match. I mean, that's what it seemed like to me. I can't speak for them personally. <sighs> Just neither one seemed like they're. I, I agree. Anymore. I agree, and I think it's you know it's the egos. Uh, Matt Riddle knows Velveteen can't touch him in the ring, but Maybe. Velveteen knows Matt can't touch him on the mic. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so they don't want to work 100%. together. One hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this is. I, I really do strongly believe. I Roderick strongly believe that this is going to be Matt Riddle's best match on Takeover so far. Well, I Roderick strongly believe that. Matt Riddle's gonna win. I, I'm gonna say strong. I didn't say I, strong yet, I, but since you said Matt Riddle, I think it's only fair I put my. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm undisputed air all the way, but because of yeah, that, Roddy's not exactly a hundred percent UE. Yeah, well, yeah, what's coming up in the future? It's like, well, I know they're not all gonna win. <laughs> dun 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 dun. dun. 
The next match I'm super looking forward to, though, because it's going to bring a former NXT standout back to his glory, I hope. Oh, it's it's going to be good. This is this is the vat match Velveteen Dream needs to have. It is a vat match. This is the Your vat new name match. is vat match. We put it all in a vat Your new vat name. Match, your new baby. name is vat match. Vat match. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> vat match, the artist formerly known as Vat Mac. <sighs> Uh, no, this is good. I'm glad Tyler Breeze went back because it's at least some place where he'll get used other than for YouTube videos. He was great when he was when he was in yeah, there originally. Yep. yep. I couldn't stand the whole supermodel gimmick at the time. It took till he went to the main roster for it to grow on me fully. But I love him, and he deserves everything. And I wouldn't be mad He's if he talented. beat Velveteen Dream. I wouldn't. Because he deserves his place on NXT, I think. I think he belongs there more than he belongs on the main roster. He does, um, but I honestly—it's Dream's time. Would I? Well, I would be a little upset if he beat Dream because I don't want a Vince McMahon WWE guy coming down to NXT and whooping a champion of NXT. Like to me, that's that's. I get no where you're coming from, WWE but I would feel the, it would be different if it was like. AJ Styles or somebody who went right to the main roster. At least Tyler's I, been through this system before. This is his yeah, place. Yeah, but to me, it, it feels like when they brought WCW guys in and then jobbed them all to WWE guys. It's like, no, let's let's put Tyler Breeze in his place. Since you've left NXT, you've lost a few steps. You haven't had the competition you had down here. You Any haven't competition. been the performer you have. And yeah, and you need to build yourself back up. If he has a great showing against Velvi, you know, let's do a, a, a three-match thing where Tyler Breeze loses this one. They have a second match, and Tyler Breeze wins by disqualification, count-out, something like that where he doesn't lose the title. And then a third match, which is amazing, maybe a fucking ladder match. We don't know. And um, and Tyler Breeze wins the NA title, the secondary title of NXT. That would be awesome. He would wouldn't he be the first person to win? Or no, no, he didn't have the NXT title. I'm sorry. He'd be the first person to go come back and win a championship, though. Sure, let's you got that. your first yeah, in history there for the WWE books. There you go, <laughs> WWE. We built it for you. Um. So I'm so, but I, all in all, I, I think Velveteen Dream. I think this should be higher on the card, honestly. That's my biggest complaint about be. this we match. We don't know. Yeah, uh, we're both on board with uh, Velveteen Scream. Yes. I mean Velveteen Scream. I'm sorry, I read my shit wrong. I, I, I combined both of ours. I like Velveteen Scream, though. I think you like it, too. I know. <laughs> I do, but I wasn't going to point it out. I mean, I was just going to let you go. Dude, I stopped the show to take a it's, pool. It's the newest iteration of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Volva Teen Scream Force. Because we are the Aqua Teens, make the homies say ho, and the girlies want to scream. Number one in the hood. Aqua TV show show was my favorite. That wasn't <laughs> one of them, so keep trying. There's Aqua Teen Hunger Force. No, Aqua TV show show existed. It's on, it's on Hulu. No. No, no, Aqua TV Show Show wasn't one of them. It was Aqua Teen Hunger Force. It was, um, 
I have them all on DVD, look. Um, Aqua something, you know, whatever was the last one. Was it Aqua something, yeah, you know, whatever? Yeah, that was right after Aqua TV show show. No, 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 no. It was, uh... Anyways, that has nothing to do with this. It might. We'll do this. We'll do this afterwards. Oh, no. I... So let's keep going, Loke. Just so you're aware, because, I'm uh... sending the theme song to Aqua TV show show to your inbox on Facebook right now. Okay. It's real. All right. Um, but next up, we have a ladder match for the vacant NXT Tag Team Titles. What do we got here, Pasty? We've got the Undisputed Era versus the Street Profits versus the Forgotten Sons versus the Bastards, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, the fucking assholes. Can I just say I have never... This may be the worst match in NXT TakeOver history. I'm not excited for this match. Uh, I mean, honestly, not but it's a ladder match between four teams. And so if they like, if they try to one up Jericho or the Hardys and, and Edge and Christian and 3D, it could be good. It could be good. They're not. It's TakeOver. It's not main roster WWE. I know. I love Undisputed Era. I don't know the rest of them. I'm like, I don't know. Their, who's the Forgotten Sons? I know Lorcan and Birch, but I don't like them. Yeah, they're. I know no they good. just injured yeah, one of our one profits. of our UE buddies, so I like them even less. It's just, it's. I'm not. I'm not looking forward to this. <sighs> I'm not looking forward to this at all, Loke. It could be good. Don't don't lose faith. It's NXT. It could be really bad, but I'm hoping it could be good. This We, we could look at this and say, holy shit, it's better be than bad. War Games. <laughs> but no, 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 no. We could. No, no. <laughs> this, this one match could be WWE's entire answer back to double or nothing. <laughs> no. No. Uh, undisputed era for the win. Um, you remember, you remember Wesley Blake, right? No. Blake and Murphy. Yes. I didn't know he had a first He's name. I thought Blake was his first name. You thought it was, <laughs> you thought it was Blake. I mean, that's how Why WWE not? does, right? Simple, flat names that uh, mean nothing. Steve Cutler, who's nobody. Steve Cutler. Okay. Yeah. Are they the Forgotten Sons? Okay. And Jackson Riker. Ooh. Those are the forgotten. Songs. There's so three I don't of even them. Know which two of them it's going to be? <laughs> there's three. There's three. I mean, we forgot all three of them. They're forgotten. <laughs> um, no, I'm not looking forward to that. <sighs> I know the Street Profits are their new attempt yeah. at a black urban tag team, which is they already are stale. The new, they're the new, JTG, um, whatever the fuck. What was yeah, JTG yeah, and yeah. Shad Jasper? Uh, yeah, um, the they? the. The hoodie gangsters, <laughs> basically. Yeah, we'll call them the hoodie gangsters. That's what that's that's what Vince sees them all as, yeah. right? That's what he sees them yep. all as. Yeah, honestly, the new, they're and they're the all on the same level as the Mexicans riding down their lawnmowers. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm with you. Undisputed era. If anybody else wins, it's disgusting. <laughs> NXT Women's Title Match. We got the unbeatable Shayna Baszler versus. 
the fantastical Io Shirai. This is going to be a good one. Uh, it's going to be a, a Shayna matches. They're always fun. And I think this is going to be. Yeah. And these two have really gone at it a lot. I'm picking Shayna Baszler. Although this, this is her time. Be the time that she if Ronda, Yeah. If I Ronda mean, Rousey be, wants to go have a baby and not be around for a while, Vince wants Shayna Baszler on the main roster. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and then he'll see that Shayna is far better for the product than Ronda Rousey probably ever was other than the name. Value. So I'm, I'm kind of going. I, I'm going with Baszler. That's what I'm going with. That's it's the safe bet. Any other I mean, pay per view, you'd get me to say that. Baszler. Yeah, she's going to keep it. Yeah, exactly. So that's 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 what I'm going with. Not who I want. Who I'm going with Io Shirai because I think it's time. It's got to be time. It's getting to the point where I, I was ready for her to lose it three pay per views ago, and so now it's like I'm waiting, like looking at my watch, and just like, come on now, any minute. And it's yeah, the time. I mean, the time Ronda is Rousey's the time not is there. Ronda Rousey's say. not there. And her versus Becky Lynch. I mean, that's SummerSlam. Yeah. Too right. <laughs> and then we have the NXT title match. We got Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Again. Cole, Bay Bay. Again. Um. I'm going to let you take the first pick on this, and I'll explain my pick afterwards. <laughs> All right. I'm going to sum up my, my my pick in a very simple, easy-for-everybody-to-learn chant that we can all do at WWE events going forward, and that's, easy Johnny, not going to lose it until Ciampa returns. Sorry, buddy. Johnny, not going to lose it until Ciampa returns. Sorry, buddy. I think we can all handle that, right? <laughs> so, first of all, I agree with you. Johnny Gargano is going to win this match. Then, Second of you're all, you're just throwing this. It's Adam Cole, baby. I'm picking Adam Cole, baby. Because if he wins, awesome. If he doesn't win, I picked my guy. I, like out of everybody who is, everybody who's contracted to to WWE, the, the saddest part is. I mean, I think Adam Cole is maybe my number one. My number two is maybe AJ Styles. My number three is maybe Johnny Gargano. And my name, number four is maybe Daniel Bryan. And, and they can move and swirl or whatever. But as far as NXT is concerned, I'm just going to stick with Adam Cole. Hey, do it. Honestly, honestly, I, in my heart, I want Adam Cole to win because he deserves it. But the way I look at it, he the way does. I look at it is, is Chompa and Gargano are, are Triple H's boys. And he, he's got, he's got yeah. some serious love for them that he probably doesn't even have for his own kids. Well, and storyline wise, though, it, it does. And make when Chompa had to heartbreakingly leave just before the WrestleMania, just before their big takeover moment, I'm willing to bet Triple H told him nothing is going to change until you get back. It's going to be okay. Right. I, I, Honestly, I feel like I've astral projected, and I know this to be a fact. <laughs> like Johnny Gargano, Champa's coming back. You know, he, he's got maybe what six more months, and that's at a maximum, right? Unless Adam wins it, and then Johnny wins it back just before Champa comes back, but that would be stupid. And so I think you let Johnny hold it. So in all honesty, for some reason, NXT 25 is not going to be the worst takeover, but one I'm not as excited But that makes you more excited, though, doesn't it? Because you know it's going to blow your mind further than you uh, expected it to, because they always do. 
I know WWE is good at taking milestones and super underperforming during Honestly, them. every match in Double or Nothing, I was like, holy shit, I can't wait to see how WWE responds on Monday. And then they didn't do anything cool at all. Nothing. nothing. I, I, I still haven't watched I, it. I have, said for sure I was going to watch Raw and SmackDown this week just to see what changes. <laughs> and then I watched a couple of highlights and I'm like, oh. So Sami Zayn hey, said Sam, we AEW. Do have, we do not have time. To oh, get this into is what I wanted the whole episode to be. Pacey, we do not have time to get into how bad Raw and SmackDown it was, were. I, didn't, I, I don't know anything really about SmackDown, but I know Raw was it? really bad. But hour and yeah, a half of talking before so you had one match, which was Shane so versus a jobber, Anawai. I heard, yeah, I heard Shane there was jobbed in Anawai. Or there was a complete hour. Who's trying to raise money to save his dad's life or his uncle's life. Uh, and they yeah. jobbed him. He was going to save his dad's life for his uncle's life? He's, what? Well, somebody's got... He's trying to Somebody save his who's dad's not Roman Reigns and the family life. has cancer and they're doing a fundraiser thing and they're sending Samoa Joe to wrestle at it and they're sending a couple other guys and then they brought the Anoa'i who's not signed to WWE in to lose a match to Shane. Yeah, I know. We've talked about That was this. the action on Raw. That was your match on Raw and the rest was talking like There you, you go. And the rest was like fucking uh, I don't even give a shit. So we don't even want to oh, get, I on wanna there. get on it. We're going to move on to the new Join Pasty White got. on the Patreon after a couple more shots, guys. <laughs> we got both pro wrestling news and strictly weekly elite dirt sheet news. The first thing pasty in our Savage Sentinel. What do we got? Oh, yeah. This is one I, I, I found and I, I, I find this amusing and we've said this potentially in the past and I think it could be. But coming from the person it's coming from, I just... Uh, it's like Trump saying no collusion. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. I agree. So we're going to keep you in the know, bro. Vince Russo is convinced that WWE and AEW are in bed together and plans to expose him on an upcoming podcast. He also tweeted, don't misunderstand me. If WWE and AEW are working together, as I believe they are, it's a good thing. If it makes the wrestling product better for the casual fans, I'm just saying, don't be worked. This has happened once before with e- the ECW and WWE. History tends to repeat itself. I'm going to listen to Russo's podcast because I don't normally do it because I can't stand him most of the time. So I want to call out a couple things here. First, it happened once before with ECW. WWE. After WWE bought ECW. No, no, pasty. Not true. You are okay. wrong. I'm sorry, hey, I'll eat that. I, I was never an okay. outside guy until this back podcast in, started. Back in 96, <laughs> WWE brought in ECW to promote their first ever pay-per-view one, hardcore oh, justice. One, one night only. No, that was one night stand. ECW sorry, my bad. was gone. That was, oh, that was after okay. ECW sorry. was gone. Yeah, that was a WWE pay-per-view. Uh, but no, they brought him in. They had a storyline with Jerry Lawler dogging him. Jerry Lawler would make appearances on ECW TV. Paul Heyman and some of his guys would come to WWE. They even had matches with uh, ECW wrestlers on WWE. They were they were not uh, the same company, but WWE was promoting ECW with the belief that WWE could take people from ECW, bring them to WWE, and ECW would be a training ground. They knew the the mind of Paul Heyman, 
and all that. But this happened on WWE TV, and this happened on ECW TV. It was in front of the fans. So even though they played it off as fake, it was still right there. Which ECW, or the AEW, I'm sorry, is not, obviously, at least at this no. time. But I do see the, the lines like like the whole the whole Cody Triple H thing with the with the throne thing. Like if yeah. it was a work between the two companies, I could see totally see they would yeah. do that. And if it is between the two companies, it's not Vince. Vince has nothing to do with it. It's all Hunter and it's it's Cody, if it's anything. But I also want to say that there were so many rumors back in the day that Vince Russo Russo was sent to WCW <laughs> by Vince yeah, McMahon yep. to sabotage it. And that it was a whole work. But then you got that he's playing off of these. But then two you got Mr. S that are completely over different. In AEW. You know what I mean? It's it's it, so, it could be. It's not true. It, it it almost couldn't be true. At least unless it's Triple wise. H trying to give Vince to step down because he can't handle competition. If it was Triple H involved, possibly. But the the answer is we know it's no. But Vince. I love Vince Russo. Keep he, doing your he, thing, he's boy. as crazy as I am. <laughs> and, and I love you. Um, Another person that's kind of crazy because <laughs> this is something everybody knows not to do. I've never been on an airplane uh, before, me, and I know. Let me just... Uh, you've never been on an airplane? I mean, before? I've been on like a four-passenger little dinky shit when I was 13. Wow, you just blew yeah, my mind. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a land mammal. Have you been on a train? No. Have you been on a bus? Like like not a school bus, like like a cross No, I've never bus. no. Any cross country I've done has oh been in a car. Gosh. It's been car trips for me my whole life. I you just blew my yeah. mind, look. I'm sorry. I I I went to you Michigan to, and I took to a ferry a across of, across Lake Michigan to Mackinac Island. I took in ferries. Ferries I've taken boring. a ferry into the wake of, of Niagara Falls. I uh, super recommend out of anything, a train. If you can take a train through like a beautiful countryside and, and either either book it during the spring or fall, I recommend you do it and take your kids. Trains. Super it's cheap. getting harder and harder every year to find no, a fucking train that don't exist. No, no, it isn't. Yeah, yeah. Just go Amtrak. Amtrak is everywhere. And take your kids with you, and they will love it, and you get the amenities of a flight, and you get your own room, you get to be alone, and you get such beautiful scenery, better scenery than... than and a Nintendo Switch. Uh, that is, <laughs> yes, and that has nothing to do with this, but I'm going to move on. And it also on. has nothing Terrier. to do with this. I, I, I'm out of soda, so I'm currently drinking bourbon mixed with moonshine cherry juice and moonshine cherries. That's That's... Bourbon straight up with a cherry. Moonshine bro. bourbon cherry juice. Yes. I want to just. I want to just pour some bourbon into a seventeen-year-old's cooch and call it bourbon. I mean, cherry. I can tuck my shit and you can pretend. <clears throat> it's not as good, low. Too hairy. Too. You gotta start trimming. I've told you, you gotta. You, start you hold trimming. my stomach up and I'll trim. You know what? God you hold my stomach it. up and we I'll trim. Otherwise, this. I'll hold my stomach up and you trim. I'm cool either way. I think I can I trust you, you enough not to. I told you I can't hold your me. balls and your stomach at the same time. I've told you this. This is shit we've gone over. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold your gut and your. Kirsten's balls. good at it. It's one or the other. Your balls are so oh, heavy. I gotta use two hands, low. Time while you trim my pubic hairs. You got big balls. I got to use two hands. I got to use two hands. You got big balls. Nonetheless, <coughs> Terry Runnels was arrested for bringing a gun to the Tampa 
airport. Holy yeah. shit. She was arrested at security. She should have been arrested long before that. You should have got past the front entrance, really, with a gun. The charge carries the uh, typical five and five punishment, Pasty. For those of you who aren't former felons, that means up to five years in prison and up to $5,000 in fines. Yes, the former Mrs. Golddust explained the snafu on social media <laughs> shortly after being released on $20,000 bail. She's so white she would explain but, it as a snafu, too, while throwing up the bunny ears, too. It was a snafu. But in all honesty, this actually makes sense. So so listen to her. I don't know that it's true, but I'm going to say this makes sense. <laughs> sure. She said... When I go to see my mom, I pack a gun because she has armadillos that ruin her garden and every other critter that goes after her. All chicken. I heard was when I go I see my take- mom, she lives, still lives in the same town I went to high school in and all my ex-boyfriends who picked on me because I was fat and ugly and I bring my gun. I usually take my gun when I go to see her. I was with her for about a week and a half and helping her out. I got home and was literally... I think I got eight hours sleep in three Who shoots days. a possum with a nine millimeter? It's an armadillo! <laughs> Shouldn't it be a shotgun then? Shotgun then. They got a hard shotgun. shell. <laughs> Fucking nine millimeter. I bet she holds it sideways too. Gangsta style. <laughs> and then I got up this morning, Wednesday the 29th, and I think it was 4 a.m. when I got up to make this early flight to Allentown for the show <laughs> for the benefit for Samu. Yeah, that's right. Use the Anawaii family as an excuse, you bitch. <laughs> to be fair, she literally only said for Sam. <laughs> so she she didn't write right. the Anawaii name. I just put it in there so folks know. She just whitewashed it. That's um, all. She just took out the U. And, and literally... It did not even cross my mind that my gun was in my Vera Bradley tote. She did name drop the Vera Bradley. <laughs> I thought I left it in my Dolce and Gabbana. <laughs> that I always take on a plane. My mom was mailing it home to me. <laughs> it was the most God I've never been in trouble in my life, and it scared the hell out of me. It was a simple mistake. Dear God, it was just horrible. If you're a praying soul, pray, because it still scares me. This is something that, if you're a Christian, I don't think this is something you pray for. <laughs> like, there's real things, like kids starving. Honestly, if you're a Christian in this kind of scenario, if you are in the right, you know God's got your back and you got nothing to worry about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I guess if you're a Christian in this scenario, you're like fucking... Uh, Yay guns, no right. abortions, woo! But you know that's Christians. Cause, and then TSA you know, gets in the humans. in the mix, and you're like, "Hail Satan, father of all life and hell." That is. is it? <laughs> she also said, "I don't even know what to say because I'm going to start crying, so I'm going to shut up." But I at least wanted you guys to know what a mistake I had made and what happened. I think some places are reporting it as if I intended to do something terrible. I simply forgot it was in my bag. Uh, I 100% believe her. I don't think she came to the fucking airport planning on shooting people up. I think it was a mistake. I think she took it with her. I think it's a super sloppy Is it mistake. bad that I could uh, see Terry to fucking shoot up an airport, though? 
Terry Runkles yeah, because she she's she never is, been like involved in anything. No, no, I get that, but she's not Sunny. No. I could see Sunny. But doing that's the this. thing. You could see Sunny doing it, so it would probably never happen. Yeah, I I just I, I think she had a bad rap. I think she goes and shoots up in an airport because her ex husband had the best match of um, his career. But in in the rare occasion where I'm gonna slip something political in this if motherfuckers weren't allowed to just carry random fucking handguns around for stupid reasons like shooting armadillos, this shit would never fucking <laughs> Right, happen. right. Oh, oh, pasty That's, conspiracy file. Right pasty conspiracy file. Vince paid Terry to do this, to knock the, the Runnels name down a couple notches. <laughs> That's, there you go. I dig it. I dig it. And he's Republican. It would make sense. Yep, um, make guns look pasty. bad. That, that gets the Republicans ire. That, that works. Basically, no collusion. I'm going to open an Alaskan Husky IPA that I've been drinking all. I got a Voodoo Ranger. Da, na, 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 na. That was last. Oh, I still got it. Oh, there you go. But I got it, the Alaskan Husky. And uh, with that being said, though, I want you to explain why you and I are sitting at home drinking and we are not going to leave this entire fucking night. Because drinking and driving, folks, it's a it's a thing you should know about, and you should know by now you don't do it. Because if you're a decent person, you drink at home, and you stay at home. Or you drink at the bar, and you stumble home. But you don't get behind the wheel. And this next story is exactly why. Rachel Ellering, daughter of WWE Hall of Famer Paul Ellering, as it goes without saying, was a victim of a hit and run Thursday. Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. 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 Jobs. <laughs> well, she was driving home from WWE Performance Center, where she's been working. You know, she's gearing up, gearing up yeah. to be the next big thing. Well, she sent a tweet early Thursday morning. Let me start by saying this: I am okay. I was hit by a drunk driver today on my way home from the performance center. It was not Pasty or Fat Mac because they're responsible and stay at home. It was a hit and run. Yeah. I'm extremely thankful. Or you know. It was my passenger side that was hit. But some people aren't so lucky. Please don't drink and drive. Truer words have never been spoken. Basically. It is true. And I mean that. You and I, we sit here and we drink and I have fun drinking and we do, we drink a lot, Pasty. Sometimes I drink more than I should during our show. But I do not drink and drive. I never have. I never will. I've never had a DWI. It's not my thing. I am more happy to stay at home drinking or finding people to drive me from here to there. It, it just, it saves me so much money, it saves me so much time, and it sets a good example to my yes. son. And you've never had a DWI uh, or no. Kind of drinking. No. No. Two motherfuckers right here that can tell you we party like hell, we're crazy as hell, and we still choose not to drink. It's so easy in this day and age, pasty. When you got Uber, when you got taxis, when you got buses, when you got... Everything in the world to help you out. There's no reason to fucking drink and drive. It's stupid. It's dumb. And you know what? You deserve 
every negative thing that happens to you when you drink and drive 100%. Right. I'm gonna I will say as an almost 31-year-old man, I find it hard to even drink and play video games. So why would you get behind the wheel of a car? <sighs> super stupid. Super but get drunk, up. folks. We're Just do it stationary. Truly, because getting drunk is elite. And we're going to move on to the weekly elite. Shit. Shit. Just thought I'd hit the high notes for you there, buddy. Ugh. That's for all the folks listening with their headphones. Congratulations, assholes. <laughs> so, Pasty, just to let you know, this is a little bit of a... Um, this is a little bit of... Little bit of uh, it's a, it's a, osmosis. It's osmosis, osmosis Jones. Osmosis Jones, the Yo, best movie ever made. John Moxley, the best. You, I mean, you got Will no. Smith, Chris Rock. No, yeah, Chris Rock. <laughs> I guess you know me and my fucking Jews. I think you just one up me. I, I think I <laughs> it's did. a good thing you're native. Okay, well, who is the pill? <laughs> um, some. I want to say that was Patrick. Uh, Warner, no, I. Uh, but am I fucking up? White I think you're fucking up. Yes, yeah. well, you're native again, so I'll give you a pass there from the white community. That's my gift to you. <laughs> okay. Chief Red so, <laughs> The Weekly Elite Dirt Sheet tells us that John Moxley. As we have mentioned earlier, made his AEW debut on Double or Nothing. In addition to signing a multi-year deal with that upstart company, he has also come to terms on an agreement with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Pasty, did you hear this? Yeah, yeah, I did. I've been I've been fucking tapped in like a heroin act all week on this on this AEW shit. Oh, I'm telling you, he'll debut for New Japan. On June 5th against IWGP United States champion Juice Robinson. According to Justin Bassaro of Sports Illustrated, New Japan Pro Wrestling general manager Michael Craven has confirmed that Moxley's agreement with New Japan Pro Wrestling is completely separate from AEW, though. Yes. At... As of this recording, AEW and New Japan Wrestling do not have a working relationship with... They will after this. Although, some of their wrestlers are going to work for both companies. I want to see the Bullet Club and AEW. And I want to see the Elite shun them hard. Like, I want that to be a storyline. You know what I mean? And then have the Elite versus the Bullet Club. Because that would sell more pay-per-view buys. uh, Probably twice as many as you got here. You know, that would be great. And general manager Michael Craven said on this subject, New Japan and John Moxley came to terms on this agreement some time ago, completely independent of AEW. He still signed with them he said first. That our under, he said, we don't well, know publicly. That, he said, our understanding is that he is free to wrestle in Japan. We wish AEW well, but we do not have a working relationship as they of will. Now. Mark my words. My guess is he probably signed with New Japan before. Probably, but he wants to stay in the states because they of his wife. Have let him. Who's his, Who's his wife? Renee. 
Young. Renee Zellweger is young. His wife? Her contract is supposed... She's not that young, pasty. Renee <laughs> no, Zellweger... She's not. That's, Dude, that's Renee me, Zellweger myself, and Irene. Right? Full circle. <laughs> there you go. Full circle. There you go, folks. We made it. Just turn off the podcast now. It's over. We'll, we'll see you next week, ends. folks. Woo! All right. Have a good one, folks. It was great having you here. No, but I guess Renee Young's contract is just about up too, which is good because WWE will is gonna hurt her. Yeah, I heard it's up. I actually, I I heard it was up like uh, the beginning of next year. It's it's a matter of months though. It's not like a year and a half. That's all I'm saying. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. It's less than a year. There we go. It's less than a year. I would assume she's definitely leaving because we know she was unhappy with this. Way back with talking smack, right? Hasty, I'm here. My God, remember talking smack? Do you remember that? Was yes, thing? yes. Good lucha things. Daniel Bryan. And <laughs> That's why talking smack ended. Good lucha things. Yeah. Okay. Remember, she was really pissed when that ended. Her and, and Daniel both, and they were yes. vocal about it. Yes. Remember that? Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I honestly think like. I think she would easily, number one, I think she would leave WWE for AEW. Oh, yeah. Number two. She will. I think AEW would definitely benefit from having her as an announcer, which I know you Honestly, after Double or Nothing, she could probably do better than all three of them, yeah. (laughs) They weren't good. I mean, they're not used to each other yet, and I'm going to give them that. The announcing was bad. Yeah. This yeah, is this is something that, that WWE that. fans have, have brought up a lot bad. is that the announcing was bad. Well, they signed JR, what do you bad. expect? <coughs> JR was bad. The mask oh, guy was hey, the best and he say. was terrible and he kept calling it the Battle Royal and then correcting himself to say Battle Royale. Like <laughs> His name is Excalibur. Okay. It's okay. not a good lucha name. You're he should learn from Sakara how to do good lucha things. And if you've ever watched Seven Deadly Sins, you know that European culture. I want to see Seven Dudley Sins. It's a, it's uh, Spike across the, other, the board, right? Oh, of course, <laughs> all seven. I like Spike Dudley. LSD, well, then Reverend baby. Reverend Devon is the last one. Six are Spike and Reverend Devon. No, I, I, she she do great there. I, I, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. For her. I'm really good at sidetracking shit, and it's only... You are, you are, so let's move on. At least on. you don't got to edit. What do we got now? I know, but I got to work tomorrow. At least you ain't got to well, work tomorrow. You got that right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you got next, pasty buddy? After the weekend's festivities, AEW announced All Out for August 31st. Which is coming right up, folks. That's SummerSlam time. That's going to be contending with SummerSlam. That's good. And it's going to be at the Sears Center in Chicago, Illinois. And they've done promoting in a way so that they orient four, two red stars on either side of the AEW logo. Four red stars in total. Prompting less knowledgeable fans to speculate that CM Punk will debut at All Out. Well, anything can happen in the wrestling world. Folks, take note that the four red stars are the basis for the Chicago flag and most definitely not a guarantee of Punk's involvement. In fact, I think it genuinely means otherwise. It's and to get the casual fan to be from. like, holy shit. Yeah, that's where yeah, he got yeah. it from. 
Honestly, he says chick magnet, but we all know CM stands for Chicago made. Chicago made, of course. Um, Yeah, I I don't think... I think CM Punk's done with I still think we're going to get him, but not tell TV. Okay. Um, Could you imagine Punk Janela, Punk Moxley, Punk, uh, what's the other guy that I like? With the mask and the cigarette staple, no, the sta- well, uh, yeah, him too, but the cigarettes, uh, the the uh, the guy who wanted Moxley right when he left WWE, fucking Christ, I always forget his name. I'm gonna get it. I'm still learning these guys, folks. They're pretty new to me. Hardcore guy with the mask. Yeah, Havoc. Havoc. Oh, okay. Punk Havoc would be a great match. Jimmy Havoc. Yes. Jimmy Snooker. Um, but speaking of Jimmy Snooker, Sadie Gibbs is signed to AEW. <laughs> what is she? <laughs> Let's tie that one together for the folks. Yeah, Gibbs earned a WWE tryout in 2017 and most recently has wrestled for yes. stardom over in Japan. She has a background in CrossFit, gymnastics, and MMA, and she looks to be a solid AEW women's division she doesn't have a strong background in wrestling, but no. But she she's honestly AEW needs one of those in the women's division because everybody else is pretty solidly planted. Like this is what they've wanted to do. You know what I mean? It's Why good not? to have that and diversity. Truly, and, and if it wasn't for that diversity, we would not have had the card. We had a double or nothing. Yeah, not everybody can fucking come up like Medusa from a fucking reptile tribe. I can. You know what I mean? Yes. I did three times last week. Who else can? Um, Luchasaurus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, actually, he is the newest, newest signing for AEW, as of this moment, anyway. And they just came, seem wow. to keep pouring in. And I mean, this one, after the Battle Royale, was a... It was a complete given. He was the last guy in the ring with uh, with Hangman Page. Uh, I guess MJF ducked out to do the heel thing, but yeah. it was Luchasaurus right. and Hangman Page at the end. And I could see the AEW strap on Luchasaurus. I thought that for a fact during the the Battle Royale. Granted, like I said, I think Hangman Page is there first. I really do, and people say it's too soon, and that's why they're going to do it. They're going to blow your mind with it, and I think he is ready. More ready than people give him credit for. <laughs> Could be. I, I honestly don't think so. So you think they're going to put it on Jericho? Page, I mean, if you boil it down to I the think, two, I think you have to say it's going to go to Page. Because why would you put it on, like I you said last week, why would I you put it on WWE Last game? week, I think last week that we mentioned that Luchasaurus is actually uh, Dustin Draven. Yes. Who was actually in Lucha Underground's reptile tribe under the name of Vibora? So if did you he have the Lucha same mask? You will know it. Oh uh, yeah, that mask kills the gimmick it's for me. I love it, like not in a bad way. It kills it. Like it kill- oh, I, I was gonna it say slays it. Kills it. it. Yes, like, queen. That kind of thing. <laughs> okay, so pasty. We have something that is definitely a work shoot, work shoot, work shoot, work shoot. To where we don't know what's right or wrong. 
but we're gonna tell it here as oh wait folks i'm getting um i'm getting something from our producers it's telling me we have one more sponsor i have to get across the board um hold on folks okay Fat Mac. Blue Chew, motherfuckers. We're part of the Chew World no. Order. Get some Blue Chew. Get a hard Not even dick. close. Motherfuckers. Fat Mac. No. You own three dogs, yes? I, no, I don't have a single <laughs> dog. I have two ferrets and a child. Well, they're basically dogs. <laughs> but um, what you really need is a cat. And folks, let me tell you right here, right now, I'm the coolest cat. I, we are B Six Podcast is proudly sponsored by Pasty White's Kitten Company because Pasty White's cat snuck out of the house last week and, and was out for six hours and got herself knocked up. And so, Fat Mac, what I think you really need in your life is a beautiful, cuddly kitten who will only love you once every three or four weeks and whenever he or she is hungry. I also love the fact that the only time we said that we don't fucking promote other shit throughout the show other than the top of the fucking show, you promote That's exactly why I did it. Show. You're such a cocksucker. <laughs> so yes, Pasty White's Cats. Get at me at pastywhitescats at gmail.com. Yes, that's a real email, folks. No, it's fucking not. Don't do it, because it's not real. Cloudstylebroadcasting at gmail.com. Hit me up for pasties cats and I will gladly FedEx them to you in a box with no holes. So pasty, when everybody gets these cats and they throw them down their garbage. I, I, I would beg you to do that, yes. Would that be similar to what AEW has done on their current uh, promotional material for uh, Yeah, I think uh I think that might tie in a little bit. Um, why don't you let me know a little bit more of the deets? Well, AEW, it seems, has removed Pac from the promotional material for Fighter Fest. We've talked about Fighter Fest here on the show, and Pac had been advertised to team with the Lucha Brothers to face Kenny Omega and the Bucks as the Elite. Instead, now all of the promotional material has a mystery partner being advertised to team with John Moxley, 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 Moxley. Now, if you if you remember from last week, we talked about how Pac's AEW future has been kind of up in the air following creative differences that led to his match with Hangman Page at They seem to be not too mad at him or Cody would have destroyed his throne on the show. Well, well, let's say the destroying of the throne proves that Cody carries grudges. Yeah, well, that's a given. And he said it straight out. Like, he knew it was petty right off the bat. But he wanted to yeah, do it. but with Pac. I mean, Pac, Pac's, a, Pac's an independent yes. wrestler. He's not Triple H. So no, but he's got Triple H's ego. We've known that since 205 Live. No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> he's Austin no, he Aries, doesn't. but British. Okay, but listen to this. Pac can back it up, though. So Triple can Austin H. Aries. Austin Aries can back it up. Yes, but Triple H can't. When you can back it up, 
Brett the Hitman Hurt. Well, he you know what? I can up. back up. I and guarantee WWE you will have Pop versus Austin that. Aries and AEW within the next two years. I can, I can back it up hope. with this ass. I can only fucking hope. I, I think, think so. so he's going to... If Austin Aries is going to MLW, he's heading to AEW. Guaranteed. Pasty. This is a pasty promise. The pasty promise with a pumice of Prometheus... Some other shit. Pasty promises Prometheus's pussy to Pompous. Pompous uh, Pete. Yeah. Pompous there Pete. It wasn't that great. I should have killed it. At, at you should have. Anyways, um, there we go. I mean, we got a lot of shows for you. We got a lot of results for you. A little bit of news. Uh, Pacey, you got anything else to say before we sign off? I mean, seriously, if you haven't watched Double or Nothing, what the fuck is wrong with you? You must be a WWE mark and stop watching wrestling. No, go watch Double or Nothing because it is worth your time. And if you don't pay for it, don't pay for it. I'm not going to judge you. Just watch it. Seriously, I watched it one and a half times in two days. I think you can watch it once. It's a super it is. easy watch. Like, I watched the whole I thing. I still plan on watching it at least a couple of more times in the next couple of weeks because I enjoyed it that much. And I don't, I don't rewatch and pay-per-views ever. I'm a guy who stays current with wrestling and I never look back. Right. And, and my son and a few of his friends actually watched the show with me multiple times. So... It was, uh, it not only attracted me as a 25 year old man, but also young 13, 12, 15. And motherfucking Cody and Dustin stood out as the best match on the card. If that doesn't amaze you, nothing will. And just get, get out of this and stop watching wrestling because, wow, I never, even I who have had hope for Cody and I trust in his business mind more than his wrestling mind have never expected to be as blown away as I was by that match. Well, and if you're a pro wrestling fan, even if you're just a WWE fan, if you're a WWE fan and you don't want to watch Cody versus Goldust and Chris Jericho versus one of the greatest wrestlers who aren't in WWE, you probably have a problem. Like, that's what you want to see, you would think. I would think. There you are. That's all I got to say, Pacey. I have nothing more to talk about. I could go on for another four hours about Double or Nothing and just the, the shit that came out during the StarCast stuff and just what I'm seeing on YouTube because I haven't seen anything beyond that. But, folks, uh, we're inundated and intoxicated. And, hey, I finally found the episode title. <laughs> That's a good thing to do right That's in the last one. minute of the show. Inundated and intoxicated. <laughs> That's good. And I guess uh, part two will be next week, suppose, huh? <laughs> All right. So. Well, for that, NB Sticks Podcasting, Cloud Style Broadcasting, I've been Pacey White. I am the Faticus Man. And hey, just a friendly shout out and a reminder check out Hotbox Talks with Petra Fucka. Cause that shit's kicking off. He just started a seven part stoner stories 
series on top of his regular broadcasted schedule. This guy has hit the books hard since he started his show, and it's good. Check it out. Support the fam, and uh, we'll see you all next week and again at the Galactic Get Down. Awkward phrase number four. Seventeen. <laughs> Snoogans. <laughs> I gotta pee real bad. I'm still recording because awkward endings have to be awkward endings. They do. I just pissed my pants. I'll have clean pants next week, folks. Bye.